0: Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.
1: It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Time now for the song that changed my life. It's a segment we do where we get musicians to talk about the music that made them who they are. This week, Craig Finn. He's the front man of the Hold Steady. He spent the 90s in Lifter Puller, who played angular post-punk indie rock. But when he turned to his current band, the Holdsteady, he turned squarely into rock. Rock, rock. The band is unapologetically heavy and anthemic, although the themes tend to be richer than the 70s bands that might have inspired them. Finn isn't an opera singer, he's more of a growler, but the lyrics are smart and moving, and he is never less than profoundly passionate in delivering them. It's the kind of music that can remind a middle-aged guy how deeply he felt things when he was 17. Earlier this year, The Hold Steady released their ninth studio album. It's called The Price of Progress. Here's a bit from a song off that record, Sideways Skull.
2: and handed me a Marlboro, stuck a dove in my right hand. She took a quick picture, but even when we squinted, I didn't look so much like Robert Plant. She flew a flag that she
1: made... We were very excited to hear that The Hold Steady had a new record, even more excited to have Greg Finn back on our show to talk about the song that changed his life. His pick? A not-so-heavy one. Slip Sliding Away by the great Paul Simon. Let's get into it. Hey.
3: My name is Craig Finn, and this is the song that changed my life.
0: Slip sliding away, slip sliding
3: away. So the first time I heard Slip Sliding Away, I'm pretty sure... It was not the original, it was a bit of a cover. It was um, on the playground. I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the suburbs of Minneapolis, and it's cold and icy a lot. So the playground and the big field next to it were um, at times absolutely covered in ice. And mostly that was fun, but you, you generally spend a lot of time slipping and sliding. And I remember kids on the playground sliding around on the ice singing slip sliding away slip sliding away and so that's my first memory of the song I thought it was sort of like a playground you know like sing-song kind of thing that you did when you were sliding on ice
0: slip sliding away you know the nearer your destination the more you slip sliding away
3: My parents had the record Paul Simon's Greatest Hits, etc., which was on Columbia Records, and it has a lot of great songs on it. It's got um, Still Crazy After All These Years, Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard, Kodachrome. But there's something about Slip, Slide, Away. Always, when I was younger, made me feel like it was adult stuff. It felt mature or something, and I think I almost see a certain type of... um, you know, it was stuff I was seeing on TV, it wasn't stuff I was living, but a certain type of lighting, you know, a certain type of dark piano bar or something like that that you'd see on TV. And with that, I was getting a glimpse of New York City. And, you know, I, I, I'd i asked my parents questions about um, artists and Billy. they had Billy Joel records too. And Billy Joel and Paul Simon were two things I was connecting with from their record collection. They said they both lived in New York And so I lived in, you know, a suburb in the Midwest. And so this idea of New York City as kind of a sophisticated place where people hung out and listened to Fender Rhodes piano was attractive, you know? And the whole song, what follows lyrically, it was something that I knew was maybe a little over my head. It's adult. It, it it's about people who are not young who are not wild and free it's it's a long ways from fun 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 until the daddy took my t-bird away or something like that you know it's it's very um complex and unsatisfied but i think that that's what maybe attracted it to me in in knowing that i couldn't understand all the content and i i, I think that that was exciting to me in some way
0: slip sliding Slip sliding away. You know the nearer your destination more.
2: So let's talk
3: about this song verse by verse.
0: I know a man he came from my hometown. He wore his passion for his woman like a thorny crown.
3: He does this verse. He says, I know a man, he came from my hometown. He wears passion for his woman like a thorny crown. Well the thorny crown is a you know obviously a biblical reference, a Christ reference, and that's you know that brings some weight here. That certainly as a lapsed Catholic it has populated my songs always. But but this next part, especially when he says he says Dolores, I live in fear.
0: He said Dolores I live in fear. My love for you.
3: And that thing of putting a woman's proper name in the middle of the verse, to me that really snaps things into focus. You know, you knew about his woman, he has a passion for his woman, well... Still kind of fuzzy, but all of a sudden he says, he says, Dolores. And I'm like, oh my God, I can see her. And it becomes so much more real. And I I think I've done that a million times in songs. Dropped a woman's name in the middle of the verse, and I think it might start here. So I think that's one way that this may have changed my life, so to speak. He's kind of balancing between the, um, the small, you know, the, what's happening in the room, with this great big force. You know, my love is so overpowering that I'm afraid I might uh, that I'll disappear. Could this love actually wipe him off the earth? You know, when I'm eight years old and sitting on the floor in front of the stereo, that's that's a big thing to consider. You
0: know, the nearer your destination The more you slip sliding away And I know a woman Became a wife These are the very words she uses to describe her life. She said, "A good day ain't got no rain." She said, "A bad day's when I lie in bed and think of things that might
3: have been." The second verse, he's so amazing with words. You know, he says, "I know a woman became a wife." These are the very words she uses to describe her life. So. We know really only one thing about this woman, that she was married. She became a wife, you know? So when she says, a good day ain't got no rain, a bad day is when I lie in bed and think things that might have been, he tells us right there that her marriage is unhappy, I think. You know, I mean, I think the only thing we know about her is that, one, that she's married, and two, that she's unsatisfied. I think that that's just a brilliant second verse that, that he tells so much in... Eight short lines that um, I'm just in awe of all that he communicates there. And, um, and you know, the, the pain of, of growing old and maybe, um, as he says, not reaching his destination, people not reaching their destination. You know, I think that speaks to sort of the slowness of um, how we change. You know, I mean, we can, you know, some, one day you wake up and you figure out you're not going to be an astronaut after all that is how life is sometimes, and that is one of the um, disappointing things amongst the joys. And I think that um, he speaks uh, really beautifully about that here in the song.
2: What I also love
3: is this sense of changing expectations. And I think that, you know, as a songwriter, as an artist, whatever art you're doing, you're kind of like, there is the sense of every time you make something. You're marking your height against the wall. Maybe not your physical height, but your sort of emotional height. Like, you know, every every record, um, I always say, you know, every record's about growing older because y- you got to get older to make the next one, you know? it's um, You're two years older, so you have a different perspective. And I know
0: a father who had a son He longed to tell him all the reasons for the things he'd done
3: all the reasons for the things that you've done is, again, that sort of adult thing. You know, explaining divorce or falling out of love or just disillusionment to a child is a, is a difficult thing and maybe something you just want to skip. I don't know. If it, if it is a divorce, it's certainly a love that, um, a disappointment with how life's turned out and um, a disillusionment and you know heartbreak etc but but especially that kind of adult disappointment and disillusionment is not what you always hear on the radio you know it's not you know the other things i was probably hearing at the time certainly i didn't hear it saturday night fever which would probably be the other record i was listening to a lot at the time but billy joel uh i i was listening to with paul simon and again that new york thing i maybe felt like um New York is where you go to, to be a disillusioned adult. And here I am. Believe
0: we're gliding down the highway when in fact we're slip sliding away. Slip sliding away. Slip sliding away. Slip sliding away. You know the nearest destination, more oh, you slip slide. I
3: love songs that tell a story, and his were some of the first I encountered that told you about, you know, what was happening to these characters. I think that Slip Slide, in a way, changed my life in a few ways. One, it just made me a close listener. Um, it made me want to learn more about the people in songs and, and think more about them. And I think that led myself to be, uh, led me to become a songwriter myself. But I also think it gave me a mental image of both adulthood and New York City that um, I had something to think about. and, And maybe if it neither ended up exactly how I viewed it at that time, it gave me something to point at or to ponder as I approached both.
1: Craig Finn on the song that changed his life, Slip Sliding Away, by Paul Simon. The Hold Steady's new album, The Price of Progress, is out now. The band also just released a new book. It's called The Gospel of the Hold Steady, How a Resurrection Really Feels. It's a montage of photographs and short stories from over the years. It was put together by the band's members. Let's end things with another track from the Hold Steady's new album. This one's called Sixers.
2: She got a sixer from the store down the street. Stayed up watching basketball replays. That's a reason that she can't go to sleep, and it's got nothing to do with LeBron James. Has to do with a chemical reaction, stimulated synapses, the snapping of the crackling. to her something the folks of Southampton She's got a 6 month supply in the cupboard in the kitchen Upstairs she has put stamps and she has an ant
1: That's the end of another episode of Bullseye Bullseye is created from the homes of me and the staff of maximum fun in and around Raider Los Angeles California at my house, another giant branch fell out of this tree on the sidewalk out front. Anyway, it's a beautiful tree. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producers are Jesus Ambrosio and Richard Robey. You think I'm old? This is what I talk about. I have my own radio show. I'm just t- complaining about this tree. Our production fellow at Maximum Fund is Brianna Paz. We get booking help from Mara Davis. Our interstitial music is by DJ W, great Dan Wally, Dan is on Instagram, uh, at DJWSounds, and he posts, almost every morning he'll post a new beat with a little video that he made for it. It's like his like morning practice, and it's so cool. So you should go follow Dan on Instagram, DJW Sounds. Our theme song is called Huddle Formation, written and recorded by the Go Team. Thanks to the Go Team, thanks to their label, Memphis Industries. Bullseye is on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us in those places. Follow us. We will share our interviews with you there. I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off.
0: Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.
2: He starts mixing drinks, the getting down the glassware, the They talk about the work, what I want
0: to see. I'm not the